And we're back. It is LeVac and Gaz at Tech East Tuesday, live from Tech East Fire and Water Restoration right here on Central Ave. The mothership, if you will, the studios uh, that's, uh, that are the, the safest and best way back to normal. If you're ever uh, experiencing fire or water damage, you should give us a call. And uh, we will take care of all that for you. Go to tefirewater.com. We got you. I like how you called it the mothership there. I like that a lot. We haven't called oh. it that before. Yeah. I mean, I used to call the other thing the mothership. And then I was listening. I think DA was on the other day. I was in that. He's got a mothership. And then I realized that this is our mothership. This is where I always end up back. Somebody, somebody saw me today and they went, oh, you're back here. I'm like, I don't feel like I've ever really left Tech East. Oh. I've moved around a lot of places. But Tech East, that's home. That's where I go. And that's why you should call them up, 518-915-1062 if you need anything, 518-915-1062. And if you're watching online, you're seeing me lean forward because I can never remember the phone number and it's on the back of Don's truck. And I, <laughs> I can see it. So there it is. I was flashing. That's where your heart is, trying to remember yeah. what side of my chest my heart was on. I believe it's on the, it in the left. Middle. I was in the middle. Could be. I think like, the other part is just for like the, the oath and you know, stuff like that. I'm not a bio Plug guy. Religious. Yeah, you're not. There's a lot. You have a lot of issues. Um, all right. So uh, just listen. I'm exhausted. I'm I'm just absolutely friggin' exhausted. So if I start uh, rambling, saying mean things about people, just enjoy it and hope it's not about you. Just, that's all. That, that's that's all I can. That's all I can wish for you. Is just hope that you're not the target of my half asleep evil. That's all. Are Jets fans still tired, exhausted? from celebrating what could be finally after all these years the future the quarterback they've been waiting for for decades is a guy not named mark sanchez or sam darnold or maybe maybe zach wilson no 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 mike white the jets win and mike white tears up the nfl um so here here's the thing phenomenal game from mike white and you saw like the whole team looked like they were a little more pumped up that he was out there not a good day to be zach wilson like not a good day for zach wilson like not not at all because not only did you you know kind of lose your team last week by playing like garbage and saying that you didn't feel any you know like you let the defense down which that's always a weird thing for me they always like they put these like 20 something year old kids up on the stage and they go do you let your team down? No. Like, what's he going to say? Like, he, he don't know any better. Yeah, what, what is he going to say? So, um, I, I, that, and then Mike White goes out and, and just lights up the Bears. Um, 315 yards passing, three touchdowns in the air. I, will, I would like to bring you back to last year, though, because I feel like we had this Mike White conversation last year when he threw for 405 yards and three touchdowns and two interceptions, in a win against the Bengals. Um, everybody's like, oh, my God, is, is Mike White the guy? Like, is he him or whatever? They, whatever they're, they're saying now, they, you're not him. He is, is he him? He is him. He is him. That dude. And then uh, his one and three record with five touchdowns, eight interceptions last season in four games, that, uh, that, that seemed to say no, he, he ain't him. He, he, not, he not the fella. So let's see him do it another game. I think he's in another game for sure. There's some social media staffs out there that it's Mike White and Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterbacks in NFL history to open up their career with four straight 300-yard games. Take that yeah. stat for whatever it means in 2022. It's nice Wait. when you're associated with Patrick Mahomes. I'm glad you put it. Four straight 300-yard games? Yeah. Mike White does not have four straight 300-yard games. Maybe that's what uh, Twitter told me, and they lied to me. Twitter lied to you because Mike White's got like – I think he has a couple hundred yard games. I Maybe he like. does. Maybe it's on average. Maybe the Twitter. Look, 
it's a dangerous game out here in the Twitter world. I've said that. That's Hello, after, Twitter world. That's why I have to like pause everything. Like maybe the stat's real. Maybe it's not. I think I even set that up before I said it. I don't know if this stat's real. But uh, he's playing right, really so, well. Yeah, double check me on that. So he's got this year, obviously, he's 315 yards passing in his one game. So that's that that checks out. But then when you go back to 21, um, he threw for 202 yards, 405 yards, 95 yards against the Colts, and then 251 yards against the old uh, Buffalo Bills. Does that average 300 yards? I would think no. That 95 <laughs> is a kind of a turn of the punch bowl on that one. All right, Twitter. Thank you for giving me a terrible stat. Yeah. It's, it sounded great, though. Can we admit it sounded great? Yeah, I mean, you should never let the truth get in the way of a good of a good story. Damn you, you know? and those blue check marks. I think everybody's Elon Musk now. I'm glad that I sat there today and went, didn't we have this Mike White conversation last year and went and looked up his numbers? Because otherwise, I'd be like, whoa, that's awesome. Good for him. Um, 27 years old, though. Uh, not, not an old quarterback. He's only, what, two years older than Zach Wilson. So he, you know, if he is him, if he, why not? Why can't he be the guy who does it? But he's got to do it again. Last two quarterbacks with multiple games of 300 pass yards and three touchdowns. Guys, he left out some huge details. Uh, <laughs> here I am ready to trounce Twitter. <laughs> and it turns out Gaz has forgotten how to read, read again. Yeah, that's, that's that Hobart education <laughs> showing up is. again. There it is. Kind of halfway there, guys. All right, nice job. Uh, but Mike White running the offense, it seems – from responses from teammates, from coaching, from being a veteran. I love the Matt Hasselbeck on Sunday NFL Countdown talking about there are so many guys who go through this in their career where you're the chosen one, the future, yeah. the face of the franchise. And the Jets are a great example of this because we let off talking about how often this has happened for the Jets, that with that pressure, there comes, all right, I'm the guy. Like, they're not going to bench me. Right. I know I'm the one. They're not going to put Mike White ahead of me. This goes <laughs> back to a classic. A LeVac and Gaz classic back and forth we've done for years. And I think you might know what this is. You and I for a while always said, you said, LeVac, especially talking about the NFL, put the best 53 guys on the field. Gaz, I don't care about what he's getting paid. Right. The best right. coaches like Belichick ignore that. I used to say, when you're paying a guy a ton of money, we can look across the league and we'll get the guys like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson who's coming back. When you're paying them that much, they have to be on the field. Robert Sala had the big old stones, the balls, and said, I don't care if you're the second overall pick. I'll put in the best quarterback on the field. I don't care field. if you're five and two as a starter. I don't care how many moms you've hooked up with. We're putting Mike White on the field because he's the best, and he proved to be right at least for one week. And, and remember, he's told us that was a reboot. That was Zach Wilson needed to take a step back and, and kind of start over because of where he was mentally and everything. Um, it's weird, though, because Mike White's got that He's an arrogant prick for a guy who was drafted late by the Cowboys and hasn't really done anything. Like, there's all these pictures of him pointing to his arm and like how strong his arm is and all this. Like, and I think you have to be a little bit to be a starting quarterback at any real level. You got to have a little arrogance to you. But at the same time, like, who the who the fuck are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love it. I love I love it because obviously the team loves it around him, and maybe he's just having fun and and that's working. But like. I would say that probably Zach Wilson's biggest pothole he's going to have to get over through is going to be his is his arrogance. Like he seems to think that he's special, you know, just because mommy and mommy's girlfriend said he was special, he's special. So like having Mike White come out here and be like, yeah, like all these other things, <laughs> like, huh? 
well, well at least he's playing. He's playing special, so he's he at least gets one more start, right? Like he he, Mike White starts until he until he fails at this point. Yeah, right? and they're rolling with him for as long as they want to roll with him. If as long as he's playing well and they're winning, and there might even be a possibility where he continues to be the quarterback as long as he is playing well. They could go what two and two. If Mike White's playing well, like why are they going to turn back to Zach Wilson? They may not for a long time. What if they're in the playoffs? Like this playoffs. is this is a very different style and feel with a franchise in 2022 where the first rounder is flat out said, we don't think you're the guy right now. Uh, there's stories coming out too. Mike Westoff, Coach Mike Westoff, we've had on the show a bunch before. We've talked to off the field before. There's one a story. of the few people who wears a shark tooth necklace and it doesn't feel douchey. Like he can do that. There's not many people. I see a shark tooth necklace on you. You better be an eight year old who hasn't quite figured things out yet, who just came back from like Aruba with your family. But Westoff can do it. <laughs> Told this story where he'd shown up to the Jets training camp and he was talking to him about how he worked with Dan Marino. And Zach Wilson just kind of like stared at him with a blank stare. Like, <laughs> all right, am I supposed to be like impressed? Cool, man. Yeah, all right, a... thanks, old guy wearing yeah. weird shark. Yeah. Stuff. What's a Dan Marino? And you look like my mother's oldest friend. And I would totally hook up with you, sir, ma'am. Security. <laughs> this old man for Shark Tooth's talking about Dan yeah. Marino, who played before I was born. Well, he did that. Well, Coach Westoff compared that to Drew Brees when he was coaching the Saints. And Drew Brees, for three straight days after practice, wanted to find out why Dan Marino was so good. So those stories <laughs> are coming out about maybe Zach Wilson just doesn't get it or he just doesn't have that mold. He's not that dude. He you don't have he. that dog in him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, darn it, man. I used to. I like that expression too with Zach Wilson. Yeah, got that dog in him. Uh, shouldn't Jet fans just want Mike White to succeed? I, I don't think like, anyone at this point. Yes, any, anyone at this point. And again, he's only twenty-seven. It's not like he got like a forty-two-year-old walking in there going, eh, "Maybe we squeeze a year." Yeah, like if your quarterback was like forty-five, forty-six, I don't care how good he used to be. That's old. You don't want that in your life. That's ouch. That's a problem. But no, like you said, he's 27. You, you've never you, – you've seen him be successful at least one other time. Like you said, he he threw for four or five yards and, and, you know, three touchdowns, two interceptions against the Bengals in a win that nobody thought – like you penciled in that game as the Jets just lost this game when Mike White walked out there. I will say it was against what was left of Trevor Simeon because he got hurt in, in practice – it's a little easier to win when the other team can't score at all, but it's not like that's the that's not the defensive player you're going. You know, like the the Bears' defense, even though they've given up some players at the trade deadline, they, you still you still threw for for over 300 yards and, and three touchdowns against a bunch of NFL players who get paid too. Are you bummed it wasn't Nathan Peterman? I, you know, I love Nathan Peterman. <laughs> like if you didn't see this, you see this drama unfold as like. Right before game time, Schefter, everybody tweets out, Nathan Peterman, not only active off of the practice squad, he is now starting because Simeon pulled his oblique. And I'm like, this is this is it. Nathan Peterman finally proves it. He gets the spotlight. He's figured it all out now. He's been the journey. He's, he's going to do this. It's going to be great. Nathan Peterman is going to do what he's done in the preseason because he is the greatest preseason quarterback of all time. And he's gonna do it in the game, and then they come back and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? Nah, <laughs> Same. nah is not that hurt. He's not hurt enough for us to put Nathan Peterman out there." This is so mean, but so funny. 
I want Nathan Peterman to never leave the NFL. It get worse and worse every time it goes. Oh, there. how dare you? I want him to throw four or five picks and be like, oh, now you want Colin Kaepernick, huh? Now you want Tim Tebow? Watch what Peterman's going to do. Six picks this time. <laughs> I hope he never well, leaves the league. I hope it gets gonna, worse. If, if you're one of those teams that the preseason matters, like what the Ravens haven't lost a preseason game in like 65 years or some crap, you go get Peterman for, for your training camp. Because he can go out there and handle business. You watch in preseason, nobody's better than Peterman. No one. The regular Pre- season, a little different. Preseason and practice. Yeah. I was making a living doing it. Yeah. Gruden never gets another job. He's going right with him. I would have liked to see Peterman just for the entertainment value. Good for Mike White. He's got a bigger test coming up this week against Minnesota. That's Minnesota. Depending on how you look at the stats, Minnesota's won games, the defense, whether you're a fantasy football player or not, you could argue there are some holes that could be taken advantage of. How high do you think Mike White can post numbers? Can the Jets win? All that stuff we'll talk about later CJ Mosley might actually kill Kirk Cousins in that game. Just break him in half. Just go. Get, just hit him so many times. It's just nothing. You want to just cascade into the Jets game for real? Because now it's the rapid recap. That's the rapid yeah, recap. Do, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with a little headline. Jets stomp the Bears 31-10. Mike White, hero of the day, 315 yards passing, three touchdowns. Um, I also want to let you know that C.J. Mosley was a part of 10 tackles, three solo tackles. Uh, C.J. Mosley, like, you, you wonder what would happen if he never got hurt. How, how many coaches' jobs, you know, both head coaches and assistant coaches, are saved by C.J. Mosley on the field? It changed the entire complexion of that season when he went down. It felt like a playoff team maybe for the Jets. He goes down and nobody could tackle, nobody could make plays. He's back out there, huge impact, shows the reason why there's been such an investment in him for years now in that franchise. Normally, if I see uh, 10, total, 10 total tackles, only three solo, I'm like, pile jumper. Pile jumper. Showing the number. Yeah. Show, <laughs> just I, Everybody else already tackled him? Ah, I'm in. Like, But, but CJ Mosley, you see it, man. He's usually the one initiating those tackles, and then other people get in on it. He's like, all right, fine, I'll share. Fine, if that's what you want. If that's what you need to get through your day, I'll share with you. Uh, Browns 23, Buccaneers 17 in, in overtime. Overtime, yeah. overtime man. I, I Listen, this is a big game for a couple of reasons. Buccaneers start looking. You keep waiting for the Buccaneers to just everything working in the right direction. And it hasn't quite happened. And meanwhile, the Browns get that win head above water right before Rub and Tug Watson comes back next week. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big game. You the Buccaneers could have like basically shut down the need to start rubbing Tug Watson for the Cleveland Browns in Houston. Instead, they give it up in overtime. They stink, man. I'm trying, Tampa. Like you got the lead in the fourth quarter against Cleveland. What what is happening? It's the first time Brady blew a lead like that in his career with a touchdown late on the ground. Oh my God, he's old. Man. He's an old man. They just—I just don't look. Throughout the season, I've been saying it's not the same roster. Tristan Wirfs gets hurt. That's a huge injury for the offensive line. The roster is not the same as 2021. I've been a defendant of Byron Left, which as long as I can, Todd Bowles, because they can't have that much of a difference without Bruce Arians. That game felt like it finally, like a little bit of clock management, a little bit of play calling, a little bit of defensive schemes, like those things all added up. And in the overtime period, Tom Brady can't make plays in overtime. Like, I've watched this season he's able to do it. And you mentioned Deshaun Watson there. Jacoby's probably going to be a starter again next year. He's coming against the Texans. Ah, giggity. Did you hear the rumor? Did you hear the the rumor? No. The attorney is going against him. I guess has like 10 of the defendants, and they're getting like a box, and they're going to be hanging out in Houston for the game. 
that's weird. It's, I love it. Ugh. I love it. I'm gonna I protest this by showing up. That's right. I'm gonna listen. I'm for, well, you're rooting against them. You're rooting for Texans. I can already see the Buccaneers. Months ago, we called Matt Rule going to Nebraska. Here's roll this tape here. What is this? November 29th. It was with you. It was good. November 29th. Roll the tape here. The Buccaneers will play the final NFL regular season game of the season against the Falcons on NBC in that like flexed in game. The winner will win the NFC South. How will that end? Will it be Tom Brady sticking it to Atlanta one more time and knocking him out of the postseason? Will it be Atlanta getting revenge on an old Tom Brady knocking him out of the postseason? Mark that down. Bucks Falcons will be the final NFL game flexed in to the regular season finale. Bengals take out the Titans 20 to 16. The thing I noticed about this game, guys, because you know I am not a fan of either of these teams, um, one fumble. The Titans fumbled once and recovered their own fumble. No interceptions, no turnovers in this entire game. Bungles win it 20 to 16. Cover the number. Thank you, Bungles. Yeah, and they almost did it. That's a lame finish to the end of the game because McPherson kicks the field goal. Titans defense steps up. They make it a seven point game. The Titans defense blasts the center, the long snapper on the play, which is fundamental 101. Don't touch the center. They teach it back that to Pop Warner. They just destroy him. Easy penalty. It cost Tennessee the game. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. still doing his thing. Samaji P. Ryan out of the backfield, too. No Joe Mixon. Fine game. Tennessee had an opportunity late. They blew that Samaji on defense. Samaji P. Ryan was born with that, boat, with that beard. Like He came out. <laughs> wah, he looked like a 45-year-old man. Who will whoop your ass over a pack of smokes? Like that beard, he's that beard was, was just boom. How was the kids had a hair? Bald. Oh, no hair at all. No, no. Full beard. Full beard. No hair on his head. He still may have the record for most rushing yards in a single game in NCAA history. As him and Melvin Gordon were going back and forth that season. Uh Melvin Gordon signed to the practice squad for the uh KC Chiefs. Oh. So he'll be fumbling for you soon, Chiefs fan. Just, <laughs> Come on just, now. <laughs> um how how about this Dolphins game? Dolphins go up 30 to nothing on the Texans in the first half. Hold on to win 30 to 15. Is it too quick to say they pulled two in that game? It just probably the hindsight if you're a fantasy manager you didn't love that the stats are coming <laughs> off the board. I know it was a bonus at 300 passing yards and you had 299. Yeah, you probably no, a little ticked off. No. Probably a little, you probably didn't love that. That's probably not your favorite thing you've ever seen. I thought it was good I, by Mike McDaniel. I did, I did too. Because he still he got sacked four times in the first half. And like that's gonna be the narrative with with him this whole year, if you ask me, is you know, how often is he gonna get hurt? How how much can he get hurt? Because he could he could get banged hard, like you know, like like uh, Watson. Um and you you lose him and you lose your season. Yeah, he's undefeated since the concussion. Everything else, he eight knows a starter. Lost a game that he has started and finished. Wild stats, incredible. And even Houston in that comeback effort there, they had an opportunity at the goal line. Where what the hell happened to Pierce, their running back? Remember Pierce was yeah. tearing up yeah. the NFL. He was the big yeah. storyline out of camp. He's yeah. the fantasy football statistically in Houston is winning games. I'm like okay, Houston's. Houston's not winning games. Houston is competitive in games. Let me pause myself right, there. Right, right, Pierce right. is the reason why, and he's just done nothing the last two weeks. I believe the uh, the the uh, reason for that is he's the only one doing anything, so you know if you stop him, you win. I think that's what it comes down to. I think it's one of those uh, situations right there where it's like, hey, he's good. Everyone else sucks. Let's get him, and if we get him, we're going to be all right. And meanwhile, it was the Kyle Allen experience getting started. 
too. So there's a couple there's a couple reasons why you could see, uh, you know, maybe just maybe Pierce start to feel a little little pressure, a little pressure. Um, Houston again, Robin Tug Watson on his way. Uh, the Commanders top the Falcons nineteen to thirteen. Kendall Fuller with the uh, late interception off the deflected football ends this thing. Um, I thought the most important part of this. Washington's uniforms were cool. That was those were the best. Those are the best Washington football uniforms I've ever seen. I like their uniforms too. I'm glad you brought that up because they they were stylish. You know, the, the Washington football franchise has been getting just destroyed on social media because of the Sean Taylor statue. Yeah, it's oh like gosh. just like a mannequin with his jersey, and it's just oh, that poor family man. Like that's the second time. They've had Sean Taylor. They had a Jackson Mahomes stomping on the, the right. number by accident, and it was like a weird non-promotive, and then you got that. It makes you wonder what happened. Like, You don't say you're going to do like a, a statue or whatever and then put the mannequin with the uniform out there. Like You just don't. You don't do that. Um, so it makes you wonder if there is a statue somewhere and it just looked like shit, and they were just like, I would rather take the abuse of, right. of the store mannequin. <laughs> Someone do something different. Or Daniel Snyder's like, everyone hates me? F you, I'm keeping the statue. It's at my house. Yeah. And you just <laughs> statues of me. Yeah. I'm going out. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Washington's got seven wins down. They're in contention. Atlanta, if you had Atlanta money line, this is the time where we have to remind you stop doing that. Stop <laughs> betting on the Falcons. Like, at any over. don't do that anymore. Did I tell you that stat? That, um, so, historically speaking, teams that start 6 and 0 oh against the spread or better cascade in the other direction the rest of the season against the spread and uh the the falcons are are no there there's no exception to that they are they are they are bad against the spread you cannot bet them you cannot you just cannot bet them robinson out of the backfield for washington we know his story throughout the year i think he's got a shot of being good damn it that's wrong damn it come on you would think after months of doing this how about let's try it again hey i think uh how about robinson out of the backfield i think he's got a shot of being good Thank you. you know, that's where it'll stay. Just go to the next game. I'll edit that out. No, I won't. Sam Darnold literally rolls against the Broncos to win 23-10 to for the Panthers. It was an awful game. The Broncos are terrible. Um, Darnold rolled. He, like, fell and then rolled into the end zone like a fire drill. Uh, very, very bad. Um, and, and, again, I say the Broncos are awful, but the truth is the Broncos are just fine. Russell Wilson and Buddy Hackett are freaking terrible. A legend of the LeVac and God show, Mike Purcell, even shouted it out on the sideline, went right after Russ at one point. We, I'm assuming like he heard Russ talking, just heard his voice, and wanted to kill him. Uh, if you don't remember the Mike Purcell legend, Radio Row in Miami, Gaz and I are out getting beers the night before the first show. We're at a, like, just a little, little supermarket grabbing stuff. A car of like, well, uh, like three dudes are in there, like, hey man, what are you doing? They start talking to us. They're friends with Mike Purcell. They're literally in town because he flew them in to be there for the game. A a, top, a convertible BMW full of hot women pull up and they leave with them. The guys like talk their way into the car. So like, I'm like, if Mike Purcell's friends have that kind of game, big fella got some game. Those girls were so hot. They were <laughs> smoky. They were so was a movie. They were so good. And then we're just sitting there, and you're married at the point. I think I had a girlfriend, and we're both sitting there going, well, our lives could be very different. <laughs> we are so <laughs> jealous at this moment. Shout out to Mike Purcell, man. Yep. We got to get him on yep. the show. We're going to ask him that story at some point. That is amazing. 
to Carolina, Sam Darnold. I think that's a career-saving performance by him. I think next yeah. season, teams would have looked and said, we're done with Darnold. That's good enough to keep him in the league for a few more seasons. Maybe it's a backup for a long time. Stay of execution. I'm not willing to say save his career. Stay of execution. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Denver, that is historically bad at this point. They're terrible. I thought they were going to win that game. We could have maybe gave 80 90% of the blame to Hackett for some of the dumb clock management. He's terrible. He's terrible. But it can't all go on Hackett. A lot of it, you mentioned it, Danger Russ, Mr. Unlimited, Mr. He has been exposed because it's not like they got terrible skill guys either. Judy's good. Yep. Sutton's good. Yep. Albert O had some potential at some point to do something. KJ Hamler was a beast at Penn State. Like they have guys. Right. They just got exposed and it's just not Hackett. Russell Wilson. And what are they going to do? They can't buy out his contract. They can't trade him. They are stuck with Russell Wilson. What is it? I, is it? I, I believe the stat is if they scored 18 points a game, they only have one loss this year. Yeah. So Ooh. the defense is, is had your back and you've blown it. You suck. You're terrible. And I find it hysterical. They said just 104 million more, and they can just they can uh, buy him out with 31 million left on dead cap space. Oh, that's so, it. So yeah, so oh, you're good. Okay. No problem. Uh, time for guys to uh, tell us that he's been a Trevor Lawrence fan all along. Jags. Go for two, beat the Ravens 28-27. This is going to kill you guys. You have been shoveling dirt onto the professional grave of T-Law all season long, and the Ravens are your Super Bowl pick, and they go for it, and they get the what would be right now the defining moment of his young career with the two-point the two point conversion to win the game. Like I said before, and I'll say it again, there's no reason to doubt Trevor Lawrence. There's not a sink. <laughs> I don't know what these people are talking. His top wide receiver, Zay Jones, there's no reason. You used to love Zay There's Jones. no reason to give up on him and call him a bust. There's no reason for either one of those guys to think that way. It, yeah, he was really good, Trevor Lawrence. I think this is a perfect example of what happens when the right coach meets the right quarterback. Because you've seen Trevor Lawrence slowly and slowly and slowly start to look like he's supposed to look. And this is a game where he was he that was a great drive. Gets the two-point conversion, and his coach had confidence in him the entire time. Doug Peterson was so happy after that two-point conversion. And of course, you're happy you won a football game that you probably should have lost to the Ravens, whatever. But he was so it was it wasn't like just relief. Like you could see he was happy for his guy. And that's, I think that's going to be a cool relationship moving forward in Jacksonville. Tough balls to defend. He still throws an absolute rocket to wide receivers. He was so good. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, going by. He's in a good mood. As to Baltimore, did you think for a second that 67 yarder was going in for Justin Tucker? Yeah. It was online. Well, especially with the angle of the camera. Yeah. It, it was, if the camera was behind him. And it was straight enough, and it was, what, probably two yards short? So, yeah, he would have hit a 65-er on that one. And you saw him, like, look. There's a look to Tucker's face where you're thinking to yourself, he wants that one again. He doesn't he, – it's not like – he's not that – that was not the look of a guy who went, I gave it all I got, and I missed it. That was the look of a guy who was like, man, I held off a little bit trying to keep it straighter. I could have buried it. He's, he's going to get a chance that he's going to hit a, he's going to hit a 67 yarder. He's going to hit something. Like the that. one that jumps out to me is the Lions, but that one felt a little different. Yeah, that yeah. one definitely felt different. Uh, all right, so the uh, the Chargers also dropped their nuts uh, with a with a two point <laughs> conversion for an all or nothing 25 24 win over the Cards. Um, listen, Cards are terrible. Chargers aren't great, but they're pretty good. The moment that made me think of you is when CBS put up the comparison of QBs of all coming all sizes, and here's six foot six Justin Herbert next to five ten quote five ten Kyler Murray. 
And I'm like, dude, they just dunked on that little guy. Like, and again, he's he's like what five eight and a half, something and like that. Maybe, yeah. So it was that that game was ugly for the Cardinals all along. Cardinals, does I mean Kingsbury's fired? Does he make the end of the year? Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready to jump on the Kingsbury out the door quite yet because they they seem so invested in him and Kyler Murray because in similar fashion to Russell Wilson and similar fashion to Aaron Rodgers, they've given him a ton of money. So if you think another coach is going to have success with Kyler Murray as much as Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know who it is. Like everything has been built around Kyler Murray for him to be the guy. And maybe Murray knew, maybe someone smarter than Murray is agent. Somebody above him is, they said, Hey, Kingsbury is on the hot seat. Go get your money now. Because if you wait another year, you may never get this contract that, that you want. Uh, do you think Murray, how loyal do you think Murray is? I could see Murray turning on turn on, on Kingsbury. Yeah, he might use Kingsbury as the reason. There was a quote this week leading up to it that said schematically, uh, there were some issues. I'll paraphrase that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that for the younger audience there. Uh, by the way, the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars, I love it. I'm going to sound like every color commentator who does an NFL game. I love going for two in that spot. Having the opportunity to win the game for your team and rather not letting it go to another spot. LSU Bama we saw earlier this year. All good stuff. Chargers, I know you won the game. Maybe give Austin Eckler the ball more. <laughs> Maybe not wait to the fourth quarter that arguably one of the best running backs, if not the best. You're going to get another really popular running back in a second, giving the ball. Arizona played probably as good as it's going to play for the rest of the season, and they still couldn't win that game. No, and it's it broke it broke my heart because you know how I feel about the Cardinals. You know, you know how much <laughs> I love them. Um, how about this? The Raiders are alive. They're alive. 40 to 34 win in Seattle. The underachieving Raiders took out the overachieving Seattle Seahawks. Josh Jacobs went off over 300 yards from scrimmage. He's a beast. Little guy got busy. He got paid after that game. I don't know who's paying him. It was probably the Raiders. It's going to be like the greatest uh, running back free agency of all time. Uh, him, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery. Uh, there's like a there's a Zeke could be out there with this uh, contract. Tony Pollard is yep. out there. Like there's there are so many big names. Like who knows who's gonna get who, but whatever. It's gonna be is gonna be intense. But Raiders get it done. Dare I say Raiders maintain a little little life support. They're alive. I don't like how in some regions this might have been nationally for most people too. That red zone because of the contract couldn't show a lot of that game post 7 30 because so of the crazy. double header on fox so it was bizarre of how that came together the josh jacobs contract thing if you are a running back you are begging and pleading for him to get paid because we've seen it right the big contract for the running back hasn't worked out for a team i think mccaffrey's a push right now because he's on a different team so that doesn't really count i mentioned zeke getting paid i don't know how they're going to do this now with zeke but he got a huge deal dallas fan would argue he's not worth it because of pollard Le'Veon Bell got a huge contract as a running back, and you could really make a good case. Their seasons, pre-contract, are not going to be Josh Jacobs' season. Josh Jacobs is going to hit it. So if you are a running back and you put out the production, yes, whether it's the Raiders or somebody else, pay that guy because you need him for the future of the position. As for your Raiders as a franchise, heart. That's what that game was. Carr gets blasted, stays in the game. Yeah. Devontae Adams keeps beating the aggressive secondary of the Seahawks. He's making plays. We already know about Josh Jacobs' story. All good stuff. Seattle, you lose a game that you feel like you're sort of the favorite in. But even – I'm not going to point at Seattle and say they played poorly. I think no. just the Raiders were just a better team that day, and they fought. 
clawed. What you that, wanted to see out of that team. That overpaid before the half, by the way, which was was nice. It gave me a <laughs> lot of relaxing moments. I was cool. I, I did pretty well this weekend. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. Uh, Chiefs, 26-10 over what's left of the L.A. Rams. Uh, Mahomes quietly throws for 300 yards again. Uh, Rams look kind of like a high school team. I believe the new uh, hashtag is fuck them wins. <laughs> um, they don't care, right? Like, they just don't care. They did, they knew they sold their soul. They, they mortgaged their future to win a Super Bowl. And now you know you're going to have years like this. You've got a 16-point win over the defending Super Bowl champions. You covered the spread at home. And you kicked three field goals in the red zone. So even though you win by 16, you could have won by 35. You could have continued to pour it on. They have Bryce Perkins as the quarterback for the Rams. 16-point win. You said it. Mahomes silently throws for 300 yards. Travis Kelsey scores, and it really is nowhere close to the best game the Chiefs have had all season. Well, and and the thing about the Chiefs that makes me nervous in both directions, right? One is, you know, it's just I think they do enough to win. That's it which we've seen can bite you in the ass. You know, all of a sudden it's time to flick the switch and, and, go, to, and go to war with a Buffalo Bills team in the AFC Championship, and maybe you don't flip the switch. Maybe, it doesn't, maybe, the, maybe the motor doesn't kick in as fast as you'd like it to. But the other part of that, the other, the other side of that coin is we haven't seen how good they are yet because they're beating you. They're, they're winning marathons jogging. Like they're, they're, winning, they're winning the 40-yard dash duck walking backwards they don't they haven't done everything they can do yet like the raiders get up over 17 points on they come back and beat them those that that was the first time you saw like i thought you saw like what the chiefs can really do when need all right we'll just pour it on them oh you took a lead that's cute (laughs) there's they're kind of scary and their defense isn't terrible you know they used to like the achilles heel for a while like oh they'll blow the game no no it's fine it's good enough it's making plays jones is such a disruptor you know uh in the middle there it's it's bad you dude you want to talk about like i know that the albany empire has the pearl street bullies the 49ers are freaking bullies the 49ers are they will take your lunch money beat your ass and leave you on the side of the stadium just laughing at you 49ers 13 to nothing over the saints and i gotta be real with you there was not a second of that game where i was like you know the saints could pull this out the 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 Niners scored 13 points and they dominated the game same feeling you're down by two touchdowns. All you got to do is put some points on the board. The Saints decided Dennis Allen is going for it on fourth down in the third quarter. Yep. He's like, man, we're not. We got to do something. We got to do something. Andy Dalton, the whole offense, like the come, beige water pistol. Oh, my God. They look so bad in Levesque. There are some plays in that red zone. Speaking about a team, they have seven, seven plays in the red zone in the fourth quarter. Zero points. They're doing everything. They're handing the ball off to Kamara. They're letting Dalt make a decision. Taysom Hill got like three touches. I like to see the stats on a Hill versus Kamara red zone touches. The <laughs> Taysom Hill is still nothing. Like Uh-oh. maybe I should give more credit to the 49ers that they played well. Oh, that's a fire drive. But man, I looked at that game and thought, is it really Sean Payton? Like was Sean Payton that much of a difference in New Orleans that you could have a high powered Hall of Fame type offense? You're always in contention for a Super Bowl. And then one year later, you can't even find the end zone with a quarterback that's been a veteran. I think I think the answer to your question is yes, but I don't think it's yes because Sean Payton's the greatest head coach of all time. I think he's a very good head coach, and I think he'll prove that at some point. Either you know, if if McCarthy loses in the first round of the playoffs, or some with Dallas or somebody like that, some somewhere he'll end up. I think it's because Dennis Allen's not a good head coach, and it sucks. I liked Dennis Allen when he was the Raiders head coach. I know he hates the Raiders. 
he you look at the ass whooping they put on the Raiders. They beat the Raiders 24 to nothing. And I know the Raiders have been a bad team at times. He he was motivated for that game. He put together a game plan that just couldn't be beat. I don't think you're gonna go out and beat the Niners, but you gotta lose, you know, 13 to 10. Yeah, <laughs> you whatever. So, better than that. So he's just not he's just not a very good head coach, sadly. Um, how about the best team in football right now? The Philadelphia Eagles win 40 to 33 over the Packers. Aaron Rodgers takes a beating. Jordan Love looked pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So let the debate begin. Rodgers to the Colts, huh? How you like that? No, <laughs> Man, another, 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 another old quarterback to the Colts. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Green Bay, in similar fashion to the Cardinals, that's about as good as they're going to play. Yeah. That's about as good as the team is going to be this season. That's about a max. Jalen Hurts, let's put these three together. Did you see the picture of uh, Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts walk on the field? And it's Love Hurts. Love Hurts. <laughs> oh, so good. I'm so Whoever caught that, good for you. Let's put all these guys together. Jalen Hurts, Josh okay. Allen, Lamar Jackson. Okay. All mobile quarterbacks, but not just mobile, but they have some other traits too. Like, like losing Lam- mobile. Lamar Jackson tore up college football. Josh Allen just leaping over guys with a 6'5 rocket arm. Jalen Hurts was a starting quarterback as a freshman at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Then he went on to Oklahoma and almost won the Heisman Trophy. So at some point in his draft evaluation, he fell into the second round, and some people thought that was a reach for Philly and said, nah, we just don't see it in Hurts. Thinking back, what the hell were people thinking? Like, wh- he's so good. 125 yards in the first quarter rushing. The first quarterback in the history of the NFL to have that plus the same passing yards, both plus 125 in one quarter in the NFL. And we thought he wasn't, we thought it was him or Carson Wentz. We thought it was, like, he's always been good. And now yeah, he's showing he's it. different. Yeah. So I kind of think about that too. Like, like he had over 300 combined yards, 150 something on the ground, 150 something in the air. Um, you you got to be like, you got to stop looking at like a fantasy football manager where it's, well, yeah, but 150 pass yards isn't that big. 150 rush yards, nice. Whatever. He had 300 yards from scrimmage. He got you 300 yards from scrimmage. If your quarterback is producing 300 yards from the line of scrimmage, you're going to win a lot of football games. You win a lot of football games. Again, it's scary because we knew that his his passing mechanics were still kind of questionable, and he's done enough to improve that also while maintaining and even improving as a rushing quarterback. So, yeah, and, and it's Nick Sirianna. Again, this is the right coach, right quarterback. You put, you put him together with the wrong coach, he's going to suck. Miles Sanders, way better this season. A.J. Yeah. Brown on the outside, obviously a huge threat. It's Steve Young. It's Mike Vick. Oh, this one's going to hurt me a little bit. There are a lot better games early in his career, early in his career. than McNabb, that one hurts. But it's true. Like, he's been more productive. And it just frustrates me that, like, it was right under our nose and we just ignored it. Well, remember, too, like, McNabb had a different career because if McNabb had run at that time, you would have had a lot of the, the you know, prevailing air quote wisdom. Not just another black guy who runs. He's not a good quarterback. And now it's like finally a world where you can look around and go, hey, no matter what color it is, can he run? Can he, can, he, can he run and not get hurt? That's the key. Like Josh Allen, slide. <laughs> Jalen Hurts does enough to protect himself. He still takes a couple hits. I wish he wouldn't. But he protects himself more than those other guys you mentioned. Prevailing wisdom of people thinking that, by the way, actually said on an ESPN network yeah. by Rush Limbaugh, yeah, how different the world is on ESPN. Yeah, years later. yep. I mean, yeah, because every time McNabb ran, yep, he's see, he's not a real quarterback. He's no Dan Marino. Dan Marino wish he could run like him. Um, all right, how about this? The Steelers and poor clock management lead to a twenty-four seventeen win 
over the Colts. Jeff Saturday originally said, well, I didn't think it was a big deal. Today comes out and goes, man, I wish I had that third down back. I wish I'd used the timeout. Um, I, I I got a weird vibe on, on this. I changed my mind on Jeff Saturday. Okay, so maybe you're thinking the same thing I am. And I'm okay, half, go ahead. You tell I, me. I'm kind you. of joking, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm asking this as serious as I can. Do you think in that situation at the end of the game, Jeff Saturday forgot he was the head coach? <laughs> do you think he no. was just watching the game like the rest of us? Like, oh shit, I'm actually the right. coach. Uh, time. Oh, right. I'm actually, no. I honestly think he forgot he was the head coach. Here, here's yeah, that's kind of funny. I like that. Um, <laughs> I, I guess to a degree, I agree with you okay. because I think that Jeff Saturday is a very good motivator. I think he's got the guys bought into what they're trying to do and things like that. I said it last week. I'll say it again now. He needs a nerd. He needs the kind of assistant coach who is going to button down all those things. The one excuse I'll give Jeff Saturday is if I've got Matt Ryan under center, I shouldn't have to worry about whether or not we're calling timeouts in in the two-minute drill. Matt Ryan's got enough experience. Matt Ryan knows enough. I should be able to trust my quarterback to make that call. I should be there in case he gets too geeked up. Can he pick it to the same situation? Mike Tomlin 100% needs to be ready to do that. But I... I kind of, I don't think Jeff Saturday should be the head coach, but I don't think he necessarily should never get an opportunity as with the right coaching staff around him. It's not the worst thing you've ever seen in sports. It's right? close. Like it's people, up there. <laughs> people made it out to be the worst ever hire. He knows nothing. He's just staring at a different language. I'll say this about Matt Ryan, though. Uh, it's a wrap for him. I've been saying that since the start yeah. of the season. He is afraid to throw the yeah. ball over 15 yards now. This is Drew Brees. This is Peyton Manning. This is Eli. This is all the quarterbacks. That it happens. He has no arm left. It's done. It's over. Thank you for coming. Right. The only Drive thing he the next. cerebral part of the game is what I would need from him, and he proved me doesn't doesn't have that either. Uh, that's your not so rapid recap. Um, man, I crushed on the way home on this one, but this weekend, like I so I got like I just for like four o'clock on, I didn't lose a game. Hot. <laughs> was, yeah, I was like, I was like, ah, don't touch the stove. It's hot. Like I'm sitting there texting guys going. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Like, nah, I don't know. And they're technically like, how'd you know? I'm like, I'm just smart. This is what I do. Now, maybe you were doing it on your phone. Maybe you're driving over to Rivers. Maybe you were driving in your wonderful vehicle for the Mohawk family, Mohawk Honda, Mohawk Chevrolet. Proud sponsors, proud partners here on Godzilla Media and LeVac and Goss. If you're looking for a new ride this holiday season, Mohawk Honda wants to help you find it. Stop in Glenville, New York. Check out their new vehicles. 2023s are on the way. You can grab one. Shout out to Scott Moynihan. 30-plus years of experience in the automobile industry wants to help you find your ride. How about this? You can get a new ride this holiday season. Drive off the lot with money in your pocket. pocket? And use that to shop for your Christmas gift and holiday gifts this season. Shout out to our guy, John Higgins, the service. Always making sure you're doing the right things. Me, in particular making sure I'm doing the right things, making sure I can stay on the road. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Are you excited for this new game we're about to play here? Yes. Now that we got two weeks left to go. Oh, we got no weeks left to go here in November. My clock was all over the place. Yeah. We got a dead or alive for our audio audience who can't see the graphic. So so here's the, here's the thing. I was looking at it today, and, and it started because I was doing Raiders math. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I'll, lie, I'll lay it out there for you. The Raiders are technically alive. I think you got to get to like nine wins to be in the conversation, tend to have a realistic shot of kicking the door open, 11 puts you in kind of thing. That's where I think we are. But I thought to myself and I said, self, let's look through these, you and Gaz, and dead or alive. Are these teams completely out of it? Or 
Do they still have, are they clinging? Not dead yet. And if we had the budget or we on radio, we'd play Bon Jovi, Wanted Dead or Alive. Right. Just, so just hear that in your head. You can't, we can't play it. Matter of fact, hold on, we'll pause. You go get it. I hope they don't really have it. I hope it. they sing it to themselves on the treadmill. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I hope, no, I hope they're like, yeah, if they're like earbuds in and nobody knows why. And all of a sudden they're like, what? And they're like, they go in. I won't do it anymore. I know. Oh, you freaked me. Thank you. Um, and like, that's where we're at. So I think the NFC is kind of easy, to be honest with you. Like, Bears. Dead. Right. Rams. Dead. Right. Saints. Dead. Panthers. Dead. The Panthers are kind of dead. I mean, they're dead, but they're not. They're only, but they're, they got four wins. You, you, you actually got five. Dead. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. They're still, okay, let's we'll do this with the Panthers. Are they worse than the Saints? I'll say no to that. Right. I, and, and listen, they should be dead. But because that division is so bad. Beep. Beep. All right, you still got them some life. <laughs> yeah. Cardinals. Dead. Yeah, because the Cardinals have got to get past the Niners, the Seahawks. The, the, no, they're, they're sorry. Green Bay Packers. I don't mm. think so. You got four, your four and eight record. You would need to get up. You need seven wins, is where the commanders and the giants are sitting. Dead. Yeah. I don't think you, because you're not going to, you're not getting your division. You're not catching Minnesota. So yeah. I'm with you. I'm de- dead on that one. I would say with Green Bay, just by how annoying dead was getting annoying yeah. to be at that point. No, no, good. Uh, no uh, Green Bay. Here's the thing. If those matchups right there, right, with Cowboys, commanders, giants. I don't think they're better than any of those teams. Like, right. If they played any of them straight up, they'd get beat by all of them. It's hard to find out where in the NFC Green Bay would stack. They are way down, especially with that. I cannot believe you can say the offense, but it is. like That offense is not good enough anymore, so they are dead. I don't see them being a playoff team. Four and seven Detroit Lions. Oh, I knew you were going to get to the Lions, and this is the hardest one I think of any team we're going to go through. So the Lions made the graphic, right, on NBC where they were going. So if you make the graphic as a fan of a team, that's a victory. Like, we're in it. Lions, yeah. that kick us out. Dead. Yeah. Are you, oh, you they're think dead. they're dead? They're dead. Okay. I'll they're let dead. you go first on this get, one then. Well, again, they've got to get past. So ahead of them right now to 4-7 and seven record are the, are the Falcons, the Seahawks, and then you're into the, to the wild card teams. The Commanders, the Giants, the Cowboys—like who are you? You're gonna you're gonna get past three of those teams. Here's the thing with Detroit: you need to make you, you need more wins than three of those teams I just mentioned. If they get to the tiebreaker, I'm almost positive about this. I know they have a win over the Giants, so that's also what kind of keeps me a, a thought here. That let's say Detroit and New York, for whatever reason, tie at the end. Detroit would have an advantage on that tiebreaker because of head-to-head matchups. So. Of any of the teams that are man, zombie, so that's like, over one of them though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They but, are all right, so wait, Detroit. They beat the Commanders. Yep. They beat the Giants. The Giants. That's why so they're there's alive. Two for of me. them. Okay. All right. You know what? A little mouth to mouth from you. It works. Got to beat the Jags God. this week. Because that's how this is going to work. Okay. You either if if we dispute, you either tell me why they're clinging to life, or you got to put the nail on their coffin. Tiebreaker is keeping them alive. Tiebreaker. I, I I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right, and then two birds ahead of us here. The Falcons at five and seven, the Seahawks at six and five. I would say both definitely alive, but if I had to rank who is in better shape, if I had to rank one of these people as like a 95-year-old 
or a hundred year old. God, that's a terrible analogy. We're not doing that. Uh, if, <laughs> if I had to rank who I think some better chance to live longer, God, you're that's like, not better either. Like, if I had to say one had this kind of cancer and one had that kind of cancer, like you're, yeah, you're taking it to a, you took it to a literal place that I wasn't ready for. Oh man, I'm this uncomfortable. Is dark. This got so dark. Uh, the Falcons have a better chance to make the playoffs. No need for an analogy on this one again. Uh, because of the situation in the NFC South and what Tampa has, right. they probably should have beaten Tampa earlier in the season. Seattle's, uh, this is going to sound like a college football take, but proud of what you've already accomplished. Like you've gotten better results than most people thought you would. I don't know how much longer the Seahawks they can go. And in similar fashion to the Packers, it's hard for me to find who they're better in that's already in the playoffs right now. I think I, think I can see both those teams in because of what you're talking about. And do I really believe all four NFC East teams are going to make the are going to make the playoffs? So those all right. So I, I think we only cover the teams that aren't sitting in a playoff spot right now. So you thought uh, the if Packers go, were alive and the Lions were dead. I thought the Lions were alive and the Packers were dead. That was like the bear- your tiebreaker kind of brings me back a little bit. But again, okay. it's just, I, I look at I look at what's happening in in the actual NFC right, and I go, Eagles are not going anywhere. Vikings are not going anywhere. Niners look like they're only getting better. Tampa, eh, not really sure what's going on there. Dallas is in, in my opinion. And then either the Giants or the Commanders probably are in. Yeah. Maybe not both. So maybe maybe they're both out. I don't know. But like there's there's not a lot of open spots. Like they're, they're, the cream rose pretty fast in the NFC. And and I think that's why you can kind of see who's 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 not gonna make it. Not dead yet. <laughs> Getting better. Um all right, moving over to the to the AFC. Let's allow you to use your uh, wonderful sound effects. The Houston Texans. Dead. The Denver Broncos. Dead. They're like generationally dead. Like the Broncos are dead for years. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man, you've been you've been a fan of this Steeler team, and they're at four and seven right now. You want to come on? Dylan, uh, come on. Dylan from Dylan. Fire and Water Restoration wants to come on the show. Dylan, come on in. And if you want to talk to Dylan, just give him a call randomly at 518-915-1062. Oh, Dylan's he's, shy. Dylan, yeah, he's he's uh he's he's a shy type. So. I would say the Steelers are alive. The Steelers are alive because we've seen Steeler teams that have been yes. not very talented stick around towards the end of the year. I'll give Mike Tomlin the benefit of the doubt that he's got a long way to go, but some of these franchises that Dylan are ahead of we were number one. Oh. So these franchises that are ahead of them have had more traditional choke jobs than Pittsburgh has. So I will keep them alive. Not to mention, all right, so you're at Atlanta. That's a coin toss. You host Baltimore. That's it's a original game. Yeah. yeah and, and they should beat you. I don't know. You're at Carolina. You host the Raiders. You're at the Ravens. You host Cleveland. You, they're not pushover wins. You've got to play better than you played last night if you're the Steelers. However, they're the teams you need in front of you if you're going to if if you're gonna make it. Our buddy Jay Larkin, never count out the Stillers. Okay. Tossed up in that little Pennsylvania accent. I see you. Yeah, he is Stillers. He's, he's I'm waiting here with the bet is when my uh, Michigan Wolverine slapped the daylights out of his Purdue Boilermakers on uh, on Saturday in the uh, the Big Ten championship game. It's gonna be sad. <laughs> Gotta be another beer bet. You're gonna give him a spread, you gonna give him the spread. I, I don't know yet. Right. I don't know yet. We haven't, we haven't discussed. Right. It, really, it kind of depends what we're betting. Uh, Cleveland Browns, four and seven. Dead. No, Robin Doug Watson's coming back. Do you think the NFL wants to see Deshaun Watson do well? 
That's why I feel like they're Deshaun Watson is not going to get a call all year. He's not going to get a pass interference. He's yeah, not going to get a roughing the passer. Crazy. I think he's crazy. The Browns, you know what? Who are they? They're playing the Texans. I don't like that matchup. But probably the following week, I will bet against Cleveland for a lot. They don't want Watson to get any breaks this year. Like, like you ever, you know that old the old thing where like oh you should do a compliments like you put the one hand you're like stop stop but the other hand's going come no no keep coming like that's the NFL when it comes to rub and tug Watson because no we don't want him around we don't want uh sir data shows that 25% more people will watch every game that he's in even if they hate him how do we get him in how do we make this work do we have to get him a masseuse? What do we have to do? You've got old school radio stern private part seat on me with Sean Watson. Is what she just did to me? Yep. You mean to is there any chance on God's green earth you watch Browns Texans this weekend without Rub and Tug Watson in the game? You got me there. Right. That's right. It's the most intriguing matchup of the entire slate of games for week 13 because of that storyline. Oh, he's now see, look at Larkin. Now he's he, clearly, clearly, uh, Professor Larkin's having the beverages. He says, I have a little bit of shit on my forehead. Because I got my Michigan hat on, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know it's, you, you're going to be shit faced because you have to drink your way through that game. Because <laughs> Purdue's in trouble, buddy, in big trouble. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Say what you really feel. Oh, say man. what you really feel. Don't hold back. I had them in the preseason as a playoff team. They are alive because man, that's a good win against Seattle. They've been in a lot of games. Yeah, I think back to the NFC. There's a lot of arguments for non-playoff teams where I don't think they can beat the teams. The Raiders can beat a lot of those teams that are still above them right now. They have enough talent. They can beat some of those teams. Here's the, here's the stretch home, right? You got an overrated Chargers team that you can beat. You got what's left of the Rams you can beat. That's going to be a home game for the Raiders right now in, in L.A. Patriots in Vegas. It's a huge game for both teams. Huge game. At Steelers, you got to win these. You win those games, right? You beat the Chargers. You beat the Rams, you beat the Pats, and you beat the Steelers. Now you're up to eight wins. You need to get to nine to have a have a chance. So you need to win one of the at least one of the next two when you host the 49ers and then the Chiefs to end the season. Alive, baby. You gotta gotta win at least one of them. Like you gotta win all four and then preferably win those two to go to ten and seven. You gotta win out. You win out, you're in. You win out, you're in. That's a lot to ask, though. That is. That is. But you put yourself in this position. Have you seen the post-game celebration in the locker room? Team loves them. Some, some Josh McDaniels, some Josh McDees. Max Crosby is still destroying people. Did you too. see the stats? Uh, yeah, I saw the hits. I saw what he's doing to poor quarterbacks. And the Hold hits on. This, is, this uh, up Raiders, Raiders PR. Through 11 games, defensive end at Crosby Max has recorded 67 tackles, 10 and a half sacks, 17 tackles for loss, 22 quarterback hits, two forced fumbles, two passes defensed, and one fumble recovery. Defensive player of the year in the NFL? He should have been last year. He should have been last year. Hopefully. I hope he gets it. I would love for him to get it. Alive for sure for your Raiders. And there that, you go. By the way, if they had lost Seattle, he'd be dead. Yes. Yeah, I, I would have to. I would have to sadly agree with that. But those two wins in a row and the overtime. Nobody who's better than Derek Carr in overtime. I think he's what, 10 and 1 now? Or 9 and 1? 9 and 1 in overtime. Uh all right. The Jacksonville Jack Dead. Are they? Are they the way Jacksonville would come back in that division is by Tennessee catching. Tennessee would have to cr- crumble. Exactly right. I don't think Tennessee is going to crumble. That's the only reason they keep Jacksonville alive. They're not ready. The, the, all right. So here, but here's the thing. Like, and this is that argument that people seem to hate when I make it. They don't have an easy road ahead of them, but they have the road they need ahead of them. At Detroit, okay, that'll be a shootout. Have good luck. You got Tennessee twice. 
you got Dallas, you got the Jets, and you got the Texans. You need to win those three. You need to win Detroit, both Tennessee games, and Houston to have a shot. But you have a shot. You have a shot. Just a little one. It's not. Listen, they're not. They're not like they're not dancing a jig. They're not. You know, they're not better. They're not good. You know, the guy with the with the cart still out front. Not dead. Not dead yet. Yeah, yeah. You barely. <laughs> You should last breath. Whatever. No. I'm not sure if this is an award, but I will give this to Jacksonville. They're the most zombie potential team. Okay. Of all the okay. dead teams I'm going to vote for, that double matchup with Tennessee is very intriguing because that is, like you said, they've got a shot. They can rise from the dead. They are yes. definitely dead for me. But if they beat Tennessee one of those times, it's going to be the hand coming up like the Undertaker. Like, wait a second, guys. Right. Wait a the most zombie team is Jacksonville. Um. How about the Colts? Dead, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely dead. Under dirt, for sure. Chargers. Ooh. I think man. they're dead. I think they're dead. I think they're a dead team. Six, and, six five. and five. Six and five. I think they're dead. I just don't see how they get there. I just don't see how they get there because, again, they have to get past teams like the like the, not the Eagles, the Patriots, the Jets, the Bengals, you know, the, the Bills. They have to get past those kind of teams. To get into the wild card. They are alive. Meanwhile, you got everybody else clawing at them. Yeah, they're alive, but you just said that Charger-Raider matchup coming up. Means a lot. Yeah, if the Chargers lose that game, I would pronounce them dead on the spot. But if they win, they are in great. Whoever loses that game. Yes. I think it's a a loser-leave-life game. That's right. The death match. Chargers-Raiders. Yes, for sure. We should put a cage. That'd be great. Uh, New England Patriots. Alive, yeah, alive, yeah, because they're right there, six and five, one game behind the Jets. Um, we, we, we didn't mention this about Mac Jones. Was that more about Minnesota's defense? Did Mac is Mac Jones better? Or are we going to find out after Mike White plays Minnesota? Because I'm still very curious of what I think of Mac Jones. After I like that, that idea. Wait and see what, what okay. Mike White does. But listen, Mac Jones has shown you in the past he has that in him. He just doesn't do it consistently. Is it a game plan issue? Is it a reps issue? Is it is it him? Does he does he think he's a hero and he can go out there and do things he's, he he really can't do? I don't know, but he can win. I think the most intriguing teams of the like dead or alive are like Detroit, Green Bay, maybe Seattle, but definitely the Raiders and the Jags. Like I will watch everything the Raiders and the Jags get into this year because they they're gonna. Even if they're not in it, they're fun to watch now because you can see the relationships developing between the quarterbacks, the coaches, the players. There's a player on each side of the ball worth watching. They're they're intriguing, and hopefully they stay alive. Raiders, Jets. No, I'm sorry, Jets. Raiders, Lions, Chargers, Jags. Here's a problem with those four franchises. They've been consistently the worst for a while. Like they've choked a lot of games. The Falcons are in there too, but they're definitely far more alive. We went through that. The Raiders have at least pushed into the playoffs. I know the Jags were a win away from the Super Bowl, but those teams, there's a little bit of like, we're going to blow this attitude, tradition. I know that stuff shouldn't mean stuff to pros, but that's why I fear some of those teams that I need more consistent. That's why I said Pittsburgh was alive. That stuff does matter to some of the vets. He's alive. All right, that's it. Those are the ones that aren't in right now. So uh, that that there it is. There it is, my friend. Levac, if you want to continue to have love in the air, have your love Love's never die. That's a, that's a decent segue. Lily and David Fine Jewelers is your spot. Route 50. Route 50, the shops of Wilton this holiday season. Check out her Facebook you. page. Lily David 
Levakenstein, love you. Where you can find out more about what's going on this holiday season. Hopefully, you took advantage of their Black Friday weekend deals. I got to be Black Friday. To $500. Visa gift cards and more. Thanks to Lillian David Fine Jewelers. But stop in this holiday season and find out exactly what you can get for her. Make sure that those compliments are coming for years to come. Whatever there is, the earrings, the necklace, and more. And some of you guys are going to be proposing this holiday season. Get the ring right. You know you're going to be spending the rest of those holiday days with your soon-to-be in-laws, and they're going to constantly oh, stare at the ring. Everyone's going to have an opinion on it. The aunt, you don't even know what her name is. That weird cousin who probably smells, he's going to have an opinion on it. Don't screw it up. Lily and David Fine Jewelers can help you. Some of God's cousins are sitting there going, uh, well, you know, but the important thing is too, like love. The, the best thing about Lily and David is like everybody when when you tell that story, it leads you to believe you got to spend a bunch of money to get the right ring. Sure, but there's a lot of great rings out there that aren't going to destroy your budget, and that's why you need Alyssa to help you like navigate the waters of rings. Like you know, that's right. figure out styles and get something that works for your budget. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from my, one of my old bosses, um, the Bob Father himself. You can always upgrade the engagement ring later. Get the right one, one that means something to you, one that means something to her. Put a bigger diamond in it one day if you have to. Beautiful. That's yeah. good stuff right yeah. there. Living David Fine Jewelers, family-owned and operated. And it was business. really good advice. Love is in the air this holiday season. I bought myself stuff from Living David Fine Jewelers because I love me. Nice watch. Yes, I love me. I love me some me. Um what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Let's talk about the football, the soccer. Right, we got well, some we gotta good do, headlines. We got to do a, uh, a we spoiler do, alert. Yeah, a little spoiler alert. Because okay. Don, uh, who is one of my favorites here at Tech East um, Fire and Water Restoration, we're here in the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Studios. Uh, he is a diehard soccer fan. Diehard soccer fan. He taped it. He taped it. Okay. So he asked me not to spoil it for him. It turns out, I think somebody else already told him how the game ended, but I'm not going to be able to. So, uh, Don, go away for like three minutes. Because it's as much as I got in me for soccer. And go. USA. USA. We did it. I Suck believe. it. Take I that. I believe that we will. <laughs> I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Um, so what if we only won one match in these three? We're going on to the knockout round, baby. Sweet 16. Yeah. I uh, I hate soccer. <laughs> but you hate love America. It. I do love America. I've watched so many minutes of football and seen almost no goals. Like, even this one, I was like, two to one, I'll be thrilled. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – and even um, um, Pulisic Sarah, his his goal, I wanted to be excited about it, except for the fact that he ran into the dude's knee full speed. One of his balls has got to be the size of a fucking cantaloupe right now. Like, it's just got to be this big because he – like every everybody in soccer is hurt to like it's the like they're getting tasered like what i like i just touch you oh, ah like whatever but like he went down and it was like dude he's he's going down for a reason he he the he got hit in the goody goo he got hit in the marbles the wolfman's got nards and they got taken out captain america got <laughs> in the old in the old shield there but he did it for the country he did it for the country and he scored a goal in the process so it was worth it but he was like limping the rest of the game <laughs> it was it was bad he was grandfather clocking. That's, that thing was hurting. It was a problem. I know he just went to social media. I want to make sure I give the correct tweet because there's a picture of him right now. Laying in a, yeah, just laying in a hospital bed with it believed to be ice in that spot. Just laying there <laughs> cheering everybody McCarthy, on. Christian Pulisic sacrificed his body and his balls for his country. Hero. That's right. Thank Did you, you see the other story that came out of, of, of Qatar today? Are we Qatar? talking about the reporter? 
Yeah, the 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 deaths. Oh, you ever no. seen this? So there was a point, a majority of the work done to get uh, guitar cutter, whatever the hell it is, turd cutter, uh, ready for for the <laughs> icing his balls. That's for them. Um, to get him to get ready for to host this thing was done by migrant workers. So the original report showed that forty people died. You know, in the process of building all this stuff, the transit and everything else. 37 were non-work related. They were like COVID or heart attacks or whatever. So guys, like whoever was in charge of all that was being interviewed. And he goes, yeah, like, you know, 400, 400 to 500 people died. Like it went from 40 to 400 to 400, somewhere between 400 and 500 people. Like this thing is, there's going to be like, there's going to be like 5,000 migrant workers like dead. Like, and they're just blowing it off. They're just acting like it's not, yeah, it's migrant workers, man. Three months ago, the report was three to 4,000. It was three oh. to four thousand. Then it went to five. Then it went to forty. Then it went to four hundred. Right. So unfortunately, as much as that number changes, it makes me believe that the number's higher. Well, the, and meanwhile, they're jumping on um, like way all these like all these American players. Is it McKinney? I don't know who it was. One of the American players, and they were asking like, "What is it like coming from a country?" First of all, it's Iran, not Iran. Iran, not Iran. Um, and he, and he was like, what's it like coming from a country that's racist? What's it like coming from a country that's got like a mass grave of migrant workers who built your infrastructure? Like, I, I, listen, we got a lot of problems over here. We'll figure them out. We don't have a migrant worker mass grave, though. So Did, I, feel, I feel better about us. Are you surprised? I shouldn't say surprised. That he could have responded like that. Like this guy, he was His response was great, but there are probably some hey, hey, problems everywhere. We're working on it. Oh, you guys are perfect. Yeah. Like yeah. you guys don't have issues over there, Iran. Like he could have came back and said that to him. McCarthy, but, it's pronounced eliminated. Oh, nice. <laughs> the perspective of that, though, when the American athlete is being attacked by the foreign media, I wonder if that at times is a mirror for America. At like, look, you and I have covered. I don't even know how many Olympic games at this point. More than five in different countries. And like in Brazil, it's like we got these crazy mosquitoes that are going to go Zika gout's going to kill everybody. Qatar, we've got all these horrible things. We're going to kill everybody. Right. Like we've done like six different. We've done like six different Olympics in World Cups where like everything's awful. The world is crumbling. But now we've got the World Cup coming in 2026. And I know we have an Olympic Games, I believe, at some point in L.A. coming. And all of a sudden, America's be like. We're the only ones who get it right. Isn't that right. weird? Like, we're right. the only one. We got, we, so, got, we got some protesters, and guess what didn't happen to our protesters? We didn't kill them. Yeah. So um, we're going to go ahead over here on the moral high ground. Like, we, we again, not perfect, not perfect, but we're better than you. That's exactly where it's like Qatar got the 2022 World Cup 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, England didn't get it. The U.S. didn't get it. Japan didn't get it. And, like, the, you could see. I'm not. They're not right. The whole perception's not right, but right. I could see how someone would be like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. We got the World Cup, and because the U.S. didn't get it, now they're going to bitch and complain and say we're the worst right. because they didn't get it. And now, So there was some animosity on the, on the pitch, yeah. caught myself there, between reporters, between media. Did you see the story that the Iranian players in the previous match didn't sing the national anthem and they were threatened by the government <laughs> that if they didn't yeah. sing the national yeah. anthem that they were well, going to Well, because that was a process. Yeah. Because they treat women like shit over there. And listen, we also treat you like shit. But you're in charge. So you're so we have to revolt in some way, shape, or form. We know you're in charge. That's why we push back. Over there, they're fucking brutal. It's brutal. Like it's just again, I don't want to like, you know, 
just break it down to why the rest of the world sucks, but the rest of the world sucks. There was a conversation at the uh, Tech East offices, to actually at the Empire offices, which is which we've stolen part of the Tech East uh, building. And it was like, I want to go to Dubai. I want to go. I'm like, I don't want to go to any of those places. I bet I'm finally getting my passport, but it's only because even to fly domestically, you need that or your or your real ID license. I have zero interest to go to like 60% of the country of the world. Like there's like like I have zero interest. Like I'll go to Canada. I had fun up there when I was younger. I, I could have a good time in Canada. Show that you know, show that show some people around St. Catherine Street, have a blast, whatever. I would check out Mexico briefly. I wouldn't want to stay long enough to have to eat or drink. Um, but like you know, Scotland, England, those sort of places I'm in. After that, I don't want to go. I'm good. Yeah. Like, well, Dubai is one of the richest places in the world. Yeah, but I'm gonna like accidentally fart in the general direction of like a sparrow, and that's a and end up in jail for like 50 years. Like, I don't know what the rules are. I don't want to go. So when I was younger, I used to go to Florida with my family on like that February break. I wouldn't say we traveled a lot, but I guess in perspective we did because my mom was afraid of flying and she still is afraid of flying. So we'd like we would drive. We would drive from Syracuse to Orlando. So that's 20 hours in a car. So we'd stop at like North Carolina, South, yeah. all those states along the way. So in my mind, I'm like, wow, I don't I'm even like, want to go to those. <laughs> <laughs> but I offer that perspective because I'm like, okay, I guess I've traveled enough. Like yeah. when I go to another country, I'd be like, what, what would I want to do? You know, people well, have like sightseeing. Like, like, wanna, I'm good. I got the you, internet. I'm good. When you want to go to Poland? No. You, you really? You know I can Google any? it now. I can see it on YouTube. Yeah, Just put it up. Got a high. Uh, looks pretty good all on right. my TV. You, me, Scottish pubs. You do a Scottish, Scottish pub crawl. I mean, I'd rather go to a Canadian pub crawl. Isn't there a beer better in Canada? How, how dare you? Better in Scotland? Germany, I thought, was the best beer. No? Nobody drinks like the like the Celts, man. Oh, I didn't know that. Us and the Irish. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, damn. Second party, did. That's what we do. How dare you? Didn't realize you guys were in the power rankings of. There is no power tra- ranking. Oh. It's Scotland and everybody else. That's everybody. I had no idea the Scots That's were it. that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Every man dies, but not every man truly lives and drinks his fucking balls off. Come on. <laughs> who, who do you have? You ever yeah. met anybody who's a better drinker than me? No, I really haven't. Because I got the that's one for lion. Scotland, baby. Rampant lion right here. That's what's going <laughs> on. Guys, the guys, historically, when we're away and I don't have a car, historically, like, how many have you had? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, like three. And everybody's like, wow, only three? Yeah, because he's had half of his first one. I just, I, you know, hey, listen, it's time. Let's go. It's fun. Let's get after it. I thought I moved at a fine pace until my we were, hanging out <laughs> earlier. Earlier, we, um, I was telling you a little bit about my grandfather who came from Scotland, and he lived with us when he was older. He was, um, it was just he was at that point where he couldn't really take care of himself. The he passed away at eighty six, and I remember a conversation with a small child, very small child, of him going, "I'm about ready. I'm not allowed to drink milk. I can't get beer." He was like, as a little kid, he's like, if you can find me a beer. What the hell? Yeah. The I'm about ready. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and I'd like, I'd catch him I in the kitchen. I don't know that's dark or I'd hilarious. Like, I'd be like, oh, he was always first one up in the house. I was second one up in the house. And he would just be chugging a half gallon of milk in the kitchen. And I'm just like, and he's like, you didn't see anything. I'm like, I'm right. I didn't. You're like eight feet tall. <laughs> you know, but that's it. Yeah. Once you take the beer away from us, there's not a lot left. What, what do you want? This isn't taking me out. Yeah. Just imagine yeah. like. Pouring chocolate syrup with the yeah, other hand into it, looking just finding six baby. Just, there's beer, and the worst part, there was beer all over that house. We were drinkers. 
So I was little when I drank. What are, what are you going to do? So a big win for the U.S. again over Careful. I don't. I'm going to bring Tom Goslowski with me to Scotland. TG2. He would mother go effort. Yeah, he, he stays in. He you. says mom's family's from Scotland. He wants to go. We would die. We would. We actually will need bail money. Your father and I would need bail money. I don't know if there's any country in the world. Does this mean I'm not cultured? Am I an uncultured swine if I have no desire to go to any other country? Like, I'm good. No, no, I no, no. no. I, I think, like, like you said, I, there's only certain places I want to go. And one of the reasons I want to go to Scotland is, like, my brother's gone. My nephew and his wife have gone now. Like, And they come back and they're like, there's parts you would love. There's parts of it. Like, literally, like, I need, like, the Disneyland version of scotland i don't need to go out and check out the moors i don't i don't give a shit about the cattle like whatever all that's great whatever like you play me some bagpipes get a couple drafts going let's have a good time and play some darts i know i can do that here but i would look really cool on instagram if i did it there <laughs> actually i think you would get miami drunk if you your dad and i went to scotland to scotland i think you would get miami drunk which what? is the the drunkest i've ever seen <laughs> tg3 in my life there's a part of me that thinks like the Caribbean's now where I want to travel. Go south. I guess that counts. There's if, a lot of countries if, down there. Sure. But if, on a cruise, and then you know everything get off. Well, you, you were going to Costa Rica to hang out with Ron. So I was. I, was. I never I'm told not, you about Ron, the conversation me and him had the elevator post media oh, day. Uh, Ron, like my, <laughs> I, I think I know. You, know, you want to come down there and check it out? That's exactly me. how uh, I'll, I'll get. I'll get Levac down if you if you come with me. He'll, he'll come. We got some great hookers. It'll be some blow. It'll be fantastic. It'll be great. There's no extradition, so it's fun time. I love being there. It's a fun time. We can kill somebody if you want. Oh well. Um, These aren't me? direct quotes, by the way. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you follow me. Um, Everybody from Orlando says you follow me, by the way. Everyone. Um, <laughs> one more time with that one. You, you follow me? We know what I say. You got to make sure they actually follow you. You know what I'm saying? You follow me. Because otherwise, they just nod and they don't fucking say anything. They don't follow you. Now you, you follow me. Like, and I just stare at him. He goes, You follow me? I'm like, And I'll just wait. I'll just, I won't say a word. He'll say it like six times. I'll finally go, Yes, Ron, I follow you. Yes, I, I would it. say we want him on the show, but now we're good. You know, he, well, you got what you needed oh, right you there. Were out of gone. Him. Were you already gone? You know, the first time he came on the radio, you were already no, no, gone. no. I was fielding the call. We didn't have a producer, so I actually would put him on hold. And yeah, no, no, you he were, was on. You were he still was. there. Yeah. Okay. Unless he was on yeah. Roger's I was show. Say, you said I've that, had conversations with no, him. You, yeah, I was gonna say you said you want him on the radio. You obviously weren't there the day he came on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> he's different. He's he's different. He was he's different. different. I don't know if right, Roger right, had the dump button with him. Yeah, follow me. Well, the one who swore on our show was was Manas. Oh, I don't know. No, I definitely didn't have it. Okay, I wasn't so, on that then. No. So Manas goes, I want to put the team on the field that when the other team looks across the field, they go, oh, shit. And I start <laughs> dying. And he goes, am I allowed to say that? I go, I dumped it. You're fine. And it's like, what that, but that was. The only person I can remember who I was actually very afraid, very afraid, was going to swear on the air was Lenny Dykstra with you and Wolf. Mm. I've never been more afraid for a live guest than Lenny Dykstra. Well, ever. and Brain Lang. I, I know what I'm getting into with him, yeah. though, and sometimes we taped him. Pete Rose, I thought, was going to, when he told the, uh, with the Maggio Dong story. Luckily, he's never told that story again. Good God, Pete. I mean, geez, <laughs> kind of, we get it. We get it, man. You've told every, now it's creepy at this point, man. Like, it's a, myth, it's a mythical dong. When you see Mr. Coffee's dong, you share it you with every radio that. station right. across the country right. multiple times you can track him in a snowstorm you know where he is um very unique pattern looks like a snake is crawling wait literally 
I'm just going to put up the Q to A to end the day graphic. See if we have comments. And our guy, Tommy Hopped Tommy Gross, you lead this off. Great job, Mr. Levac. Do you think Ohio State can still get into the college football playoff? I do, actually. I think if, um, if USC and or TCU fall. I think because uh, TCU's got Kansas State, US, yes. USC's got Utah. Utah's already beat USC once. Uh, I think one of those two loses, and uh, Georgia and um, Michigan hold serve. I could see Ohio State sneaking in. I would say half. I would say only if USC loses. And USC, that is a dangerous game on a Friday night. I would dangerous. coming off a win over you go to Utah. You stay. You Utah. beat your rival two weeks ago. Yeah. You beat a semi-rival at Notre Dame in a primetime game beat the week before. Me. If you lose, you go to the Rose Bowl. Like, yeah. uh, I'm, I would not bet on that game. But, oh, man. However, USC versus Ohio State in the Rose Bowl would be pretty freaking phenomenal. You know what? I think, it's a, I think they're going to get beat. This is a Tuesday. USC? A lot of change. I think they're going to get beat by Utah. So, I would say the college football playoff would be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU three and Ohio State four. So yeah, Tom. Not only do I but think you, they can get it, I think they will get it. But if that happens, that hurts me because I've held off on my Lofa Tatupu bashing because you know I love Lofa, but I saw all the shit he was talking about the Seahawks versus the Raiders. That went my way. If Michigan beats USC in the playoffs, Oof. Lofa and I are going to be on the, on the phone. It's going to happen because you know he's going to bash him first. Michigan's overrated that this and that. No, you know, uh, Desmond Howard's not coming down that tunnel, and this one's not. Charles Woodson's not coming down that. Tunnel, and then slap. So that's what I'm hoping for that. But no, uh, yeah, I, I think I think Ohio State's 100 percent in play. Yes, 100 percent play. Uh, where do you guys think? Oh no, oh, no, I'll see this one instead. What are you guys doing for the Bills Patriots game on Thursday? Watching it. I'll be at a cross the street pub, Cam. Oh, in for trivia that day. Just doing trivia for our guy. Yeah, John that's Long. within biking distance of Cam, I think. It is. Uh, I'll tell you what. Fantastic. Tell you what, man. Fantastic chicken wings. I don't know what they did to change their wings at a cross street pub. They may be in the number one wing. Oh, I'm going to say in upstate New York. I don't know. Oh. Albany people get upset about upstate New York claims, but I think they might have the best chicken wings in Albany now. They're not wow. paying me to say that either. I will try them. I'm not afraid. Not I'll be there, there though. I was seeing trivia. No, I'll wait. I'll wait till you're gone. <laughs> I'll wait. Uh, I have another one here. Who do you think Odell Beckham Jr. was signed with? This is the one I should have hit. There you go. Um, if at all, do you hear a story about him in the plane in Miami? Yeah, I see the worst thing. So here's here's the problem with the plane in Miami. So I think he probably took his annex to fly. Wasn't really coherent when they told me to buckle up. He went, nah, 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 get away from me. They went to kick him off the plane because of health reasons and whatever. I don't think it's that bad of a thing. What I worry about with OBJ is he has no ability to stay out of trouble when it matters most. Like he should be, he's he's telling New York he wants to, you know, a chance to prove he's a grown up, all this other crap, whatever. And then this happens. So I would assume, I would assume all that's left is Dallas. Does Dallas need him? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Jones. The problem is he costs himself probably. He, Jerry Jones might have given him like a, a, a like a year plus deal. Jerry Jones would have thrown an extra year in a deal, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he can now. So he got hurt in February, tore his ACL. He's known for having hamstring and lower body injuries throughout his whole career. So a nine month recovery, cramps. he has brain cramps too. Brain cramps, nine month recovery puts you in November. So, oh man, uh, I guess Dallas is the answer. I'm trying to think of a better solution, but Dallas seems to be the right well, one. Well, Buffalo would have been somebody to look at. The Giants are the Giants are the best fit because they absolutely need a wide receiver. 
Um, they're going to get like six guys back probably from from injury this week. I was reading Jordan Ronan's thing. I heard him on um, that old radio station we worked on. I got upset. <laughs> I felt cheated on. I did. I felt I did. cheated on. I did. It's like, you're our guy. You're the one that guys talk to about his poops. You know Jordan from his NJ.com days, too. Yeah, we go back, dude. Yeah. You, I think our first time I met him, he was an Eagles reporter. So Whoa, that is throwback. Yeah. Ryan so. McCarthy wanted to offer this up. Would you say that Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat and Kyler Murray is on the booster seat? I wouldn't say any of those things. I would say hot seats for everybody. Hot pockets. Do you want to weigh in on this Godzilla Media fantasy football controversy we had? Sure, I'm ready. I'll, I'll, can I be the final judge? Yes, you can be All the right. final judge All on right. this. So, I think you should have to do it because it makes you uncomfortable, but I'm here for you. I'll help I, you out. I know there's been uh, some talk on other Godzilla Media podcasts. We talk fantasy, sports with the Zenit T coming out. Long story short, Bryce, the defending champion in the league, huge Eagles fan. A.J. Brown was in his lineup last week for whatever reason, which is still being tried to figure out. A.J. Brown, not in his lineup this week. Instead, Kadarius Tony. He puts up a goose egg. He tells me at 4.45 he wants to switch it, put A.J. Brown in, doesn't know what happened, might have been an issue with the app. I'm like, you know what? The game just kicked off. This makes zero sense. It's not like a 50-50 play. It's your favorite team, huge player against the guy who was ruled out on Friday. So I added his points, ends up resulting in him winning the game. Like, it was that close. It was a two-point game at the end. Chet Davis, who his opponent was, upset. CBS 6 is Chet Davis. He said we should consider a league vote or some, maybe it's Colorado. Well, somebody said a league vote. I'm like, you know what? That's very fair. Let's put it to a league vote. Uh, league vote was basically unanimous that it should be taken off the board. What is your ruling? You can delve into your vote if you want or not, but other fantasy football players, should you retroactively add points if a person said they made a mistake on their lineup? If he got you like in the very, like the very first couple seconds of, of the kickoff, I might, I might sway the other way. But in my opinion, he fat-fingered, he screwed up, he accidentally put Tony in. He didn't mean to, he did mean to, it didn't matter. It's, it is, the die has been cast, you have lost this game. The real reason I feel like this is the appropriate ruling, besides the fact that it just makes sense, is there's no way on God's green earth Bryce would not scream until he was blue in his face and, like, camp outside of your house with, like, you know, a, like a, a tiki torch on fire and complaining if, if he was on the other side of it. <laughs> like he would lose his ever if this was the other way there's no way he goes you know what i think you've got a, i think you got a point i think uh, this makes sense i understand what the logic is i'm gonna go ahead and take my l no no he'd be like no no i got the w you screwed up it's not my fault like so he's not the most he based trying to view it through his lens even i can't find a way where he is right I thought about it for a while, just knowing it's like a crime was committed. I put all the details together. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Nothing about him starting Kadarius <laughs> Tony makes any sense. I'm like, he really might have screwed up. However, the big thing is that let's say he is being honest. Let's just play that for. I, I honestly do knowing him think he is being honest because it's too stupid of a move not to do. Like it's too dumb. But the precedent would have been set like, I don't know. Let's say someone had a few beers on the center. Like, yeah. oh, sh shit. I put in Aaron Rodgers, right. and I meant to put in uh, Fran Tarkenton. Oh, man. I can't believe it. Can you fix this for me? Yeah. Yeah, no. It, Maybe not the best and, comparison and again, there. Again, put it the other way around. Switch who got, who got the 10 points. What would happen? He also would have been like Chet. And I think, and by the way, I probably would. He would have made Chet look reserved. I don't know if I would have had pitchforks, but I would have protested like Chet Davidson. I think you. I think anybody in that matchup would have. Oh, said, I 100 hey. would have. I think though, 
Bryce would have went big. the highest of everybody. Yeah, he went big. I think. And here's another part that also he would have he, like he would have called like friggin' a lawyer. Like he would have been. <laughs> it would have been bad. Here's another point that also factored in, and I will admit this. I think I admitted this to both of them. I didn't think that ten points would play a factor in that matchup. No right. chance that I think Jalen Hurts would have one of the best games by a quarterback in the history of the NFL statistically, running for 120. Of course, he has Hurts. So it changed the whole game. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, listen, it is, it is what it is. And, and let's remember one more thing. Fancy fucking football. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> Chill out. Let's add one more. It's thing. not even a pay league. You didn't get anything if you win. Get a belt. Do you have the belt? Uh, he has the belt. He has, there actually is a belt? Yeah, there's a belt. How come I've never seen the belt? I don't know. It's because he's not in my line of sight. There's not more of a Corey Greenwich take than give me your top four for college football and him giving us his top four with Georgia. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, uh, he gave us top five. That looks like that looks like a four with a slash to me on here. Yeah, so five. So he gave you five. He gave you five teams. <laughs> One Georgia, two Michigan, three TCU, four USC and Ohio State. That's right. Classic Corey. That's top five. four with five teams. So you did not give your top four, Corey. <laughs> you gave your top. Just like Corey, he only has 32 favorite NFL teams. He was he, he hung out with us uh, and we watched the Michigan game. We had a lot of fun with Corey. He was a good time. Well, I mean, he was all right. Um, I hate that when he does that, though. That doesn't – you can't do that. That's not four. <laughs> Die. Like what it is right now, yeah, I would say it would take Ohio State off the end. That's what it should be right now. Um, and if USC, TCU, or whatever loses, then Ohio State's it. Corey, I will give you this compliment. Every time I watch Russell Wilson play and check out what's going on on social media, I think about you because I see people wanting to trade Russell Wilson. And I uh, think this is not more of a Corey thing than saying, I want to trade Russell Wilson and realizing nobody else wants it, but you will make it happen. Corey, give me the finger. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Well, that's only, that's only one, Corey. You Whoa. Should, so you do know how to count. Um, yeah, he's he's a different bird. He owes me food. He owes me, uh, he owes me a bunch of uh, Darfur Farm uh, steaks. Ooh, some yeah. meat. Yeah. And then uh, oh, there's other things that happened on Saturday I don't want to get into. We will be. I would, I would like to do this, though. There's yes. uh, our, our server, the, the lovely Julia, who is an Ohio State fan, um, became the, um, the my way of letting everyone know that Michigan has scored. Every time Michigan's going, Julia, <laughs> like, as loud as I could, <laughs> to the point where it started like becoming a thing. Everybody wearing Michigan gear with Julia. <laughs> she she will not work that shift next year for Ohio State Michigan. I don't she think. no, she'll just drink it. That's a, she'll be there with us drinking. Speaking so. about upcoming events, we are live for the Levac and Gaz Godzilla Media Christmas Show on Friday, December 9th. Come join us for that awesome event, and we will be back at the where, Hideaway where on Sunday, December 11th. You didn't say where we were. Hooters. Though. I didn't say Hooters. You didn't say Hooters. You said we were live. For the, the Christmas Levac party, never said the place. Christmas show. Hooters, I'm sorry. It. Yeah, so it's Levac and Gaz's second annual very booby Christmas at Hooters. So I paused. I, didn't, I that. didn't think Hooters allowed that again this year. They, 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 they still have. That's why I paused. Okay. Right. So, like, Levac and Gaz's very booby Christmas at Hooters on Wolf Road. You say 5 five thirty. Five thirty to 7, our show will be, and then gift wrapping and more. Yeah, the gift, the, yeah, the uh, drink specials, uh, gift wrapping going on. The lovely Hooters girls, uh, Levac, Gaz, they're awesome. I love those guys; they're the best. That's except us. for Gaz, he sucks. Um, and uh, I'm sure Corey will show up and tell tell us his, you know, 75 favorite, you know, friggin' pitchers or some shit. And then, uh, yeah, and then he'll, he'll go, oh, you know, I don't understand why you just don't trade Russell Wilson for, uh, you know, for for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I would. 
I'll just do that trade. Just make it happen. Show up and abduct them. Santa would. Santa would make it happen. Um, Cam said he's going to be there. Oh, cool. Nice, Cam. Uh, what do you say? I'll be at that Christmas party. It's been a while since I was there. That's a that's inside a, that's, joke for that's, us. That's a, that's like a, <laughs> um, you and I are doing a Saturday morning show coming up this weekend before yeah. all the act. It is a packed Saturday. Yes. SEC, ACC, USA, big 12, big 10 and USA. All that's going on this Saturday coming up. It's gonna be a great Saturday. So that's why nine, nine is scheduled kickoff. Showtime start nine o'clock Saturday. Oh, look at this, look at this. Corey from Greenwich. Albany's too far. Wow. Uh, it's funny how Albany's too far when you owe me money. You know what I'm saying? If he didn't owe me money, he'd be here. My friendship doesn't have limits, Corey. Yeah. Unless you're in like one of those dirty countries that we don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. That's that's, well, that's different. Yeah, or or Greenwich. We're not, we're not fucking going to Greenwich. Fucking mind. I'm not going there. I end up wake, wake up in a corn silo with one of Corey's old boxer shorts stuffed in our mouth so we can't scream for help. That's oh. what would happen there. Sicko. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, don't forget to Tech East. Fire and water restoration. Your best way back to normal. 518-915-1062. Give us a call if you need anything. Flooded basement, uh, you know, house fire, your business, uh, the mold, whatever it is. Give us a call. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get you back to normal. Uh, that's, that's what we do. Corey, again, uh, number one. Yay, Corey. I have so many follow-ups for the short. You know what? Just give us advice. What do you want? Just what do you advice. Want? You want? I want advice. Want advice, please. I think. Only go to Greenwich if you know Corey is somewhere else. 